Hi, everyone. Evan here, producer on Nature Centered, the podcast. Quick note about today's episode is it was actually done live at the Enterprise Leadership Conference, which is a conference that Wild Birds throws for its store owners to reinvigorate, re-educate ourselves on the hobby of backyard birding and bird feeding every year so that we can be at the top of our game. Well, we decided that might be fun for you guys to join along this year. So we set up a whole live show and talked to some store owners, and we think you guys are really going to connect with the kind of passion and stories you'll hear today, which just goes to show how transformative this hobby really can be in a person's life. And it also gives us a chance to talk about the new mid-roll ad you may have heard because we wanted to make sure that anyone out there that wants to take this beautiful thing from a hobby to a livelihood has has the chance to do so. So I hope that anyone who hears that and, and wants to take that leap, please reach out to us. And I hope that this episode gives you guys some insight into why we want to offer that and why we want to make sure that we're connecting with anybody who does because it really does change lives. So we hope you enjoy and thanks for listening, everyone. Join us for this episode of Nature Centered, a podcast from Wild Birds Unlimited about feeding the birds and enjoying nature right in your own backyard. Here are your hosts, naturalist John Schaust and Brian Cunningham. Look at this. I know. We are so out of our league, dude. <laughs> We're typically sitting at home behind a computer screen, alone, reacting to each other. No live audience. Unbelievable. So this is really they, cool. They look better than you do. Yeah, there you go. So let's be official and get the official start going. Let's do it. So to our listening audience, hello, everybody. I'm John Schaust. And I am Brian Cunningham. And welcome to episode number 54, a gathering of the WBU flock, store owner stories. How cool is that, Brian? Oh, I'm really excited because, man, we are in a ballroom full of people who are passionate about birds and the bird feeding hobby. Where are we? Indianapolis at our, again, Enterprise Leadership Conference for everybody listening in. This is a... And again, for the folks who this is their first time hearing about this, this is an annual gathering. We pull all of our store owners and, and staff members that are available to come, and we, we move it around this, the uh, country quite often. Our kind of home base every other year is Indianapolis. That this is our first one in, what, two years, face-to-face? -face? Well, and for anyone tuning in, you're still with us. Uh, we, do have, <laughs> we do have with us today, from behind the mic, our little silent partner, our producer, Evan. Yeah. Yeah, we gave him a mic. I hope we don't regret that. So, Brian, before we do that, I was going to ask you, you know, we usually do a thing about what's going on in our yard. So, you know, anything going on in your yard? You know, we do. We do usually do that, John, but... I want to hear the store owner stories. So you don't want to hear about the ivory-billed woodpecker that was in my backyard? This... Okay, I get well, it. I get uh, it. All right, we're here. All right, let's, really. go, to, let's go to Evan. You're, you're lying just to get your stories out. You didn't have that. Well, yeah, let's uh, go ahead and get started. We've got somebody over here. I don't think anybody knows this guy. He's a very quiet guy. He keeps to himself. Uh, David Minot from Arvada, Colorado. Actually, uh, for all of you who are tuning out right now, yes, we did have him on the podcast. Everybody knows already, and they're leaving. Lois, no, he, he's great, and he's, he's an amazing radio personality, and 
you know, you, you are in your community, you do the radio show to get out in the community. Tell me about bird feeding and the community connections that it can help kind of create. And uh, the guys you're talking to, actually. Yeah, I know you don't like them, but you got to talk to them today. Well, uh, let's see. You know, community connections, as you said, we do a, a radio show that as your podcast is heard, ours is heard uh, pretty much all over the world. We have people in Vietnam. and It's not a competition. <laughs> well, it's a good thing because we would win. Uh, so, sorry guys. But you know, uh, even exotic places like Brooklyn turn in. So, uh, that's, uh, and it's they, really they fun. They have birds in Brooklyn? Uh, they do, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, pigeons, mainly, but <laughs> that's birds. Uh, but, uh, you know, as far as community connections, uh, we've been uh, really fortunate to do uh, a lot of work in our community. We've been able to work uh, at the uh, Boulder Center for People with Disabilities. We built a nice uh, garden in there and uh, bird feeding station. We worked with the Ronald McDonald House. And just recently in Superior, Colorado, I think a lot of people saw the Marshall Fire that went through Superior. We had over 1,500 homes, I think, that were damaged by this fire. So we had a, a little fundraiser in our store and raised about $3,500 for them. I used to live in Superior, which is why uh, we, not, not why we did that, but it, it meant something a little more to us. You, you're, how many years? 30 years. Unbelievable, 30 years. Woo! <laughs> so, uh, so what have you learned in 30 years? I've learned you have to have a lot of stamina. Yeah. Yeah, uh, kind of like my wife being married to me. She has a lot of tolerance. So, uh, <laughs> just a saint. Uh, but uh, what I've learned is uh, I'm glad I don't have to go to work for a living. I mean, this is, this is joyful yeah. every day. It's just uh, being part of this organization, part of this community is, uh, is truly uh, something I still look forward to going in every day after 30 years. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful to be able to interact with our, our customers are just Terrific people, people who come in and they tell you about all the beauty they see in their yards every day. Yeah. Uh, they don't do that at the dentist's office, I don't think, yeah. uh, or the doctor's office. They, they, not your dentist? No. Uh, <laughs> no. But they do it in our stores. They tell us how great we are every day, and we tell them how great they are every day. And gosh, it's just kind of a mutual admiration society that goes on forever. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, Brian and I talk about that on the podcast on a pretty regular basis, but to have owners with us today to put voice to that is, is so important because I really do think our customers, you know, love our stores and love the community aspect of our stores. And, and you know, it's, it's something that if you've not been into one of our stores, not met the people that are at our stores, you might not quite get it. So I'm hoping today a lot of people really come away feeling, wow. Yeah, well, you know, I agree, John, and yeah. I think every store owner here has the same common goal that we have, and that is that everybody who enters the store needs to leave feeling better than they did when they came in the door. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we do that really well. Yeah. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much. It's, thank it's you, David. <clears throat> We've got uh, our 30-year veteran over here. We're going to go on kind of the other end here. We're going to talk to Ms. Sarah Smith from, how do I say this, Gulf? Gulf? Guelph. This is not a joke. I really don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, one in the States, no one in the States can pronounce it properly. It's Guelph, Ontario. Shout out to Canada.
Well done. Thank you. So you got started pretty young and you know usually when people are young it's like oh I'm gonna be a race car driver and then I'm gonna be an animator and then I'm gonna you know be an astronaut or something but you, it seems like you got into this now you're already your own owner you went from manager to owner tell me about that that kind of journey from from being young and not knowing where you're going to this is it this, this is definitely what I want to do yeah it's kind of interesting I started just part-time working at the store while I was in school and you know, it happened every one step at a time, and somehow I'm here, but I'm so glad that it happened. Um, once I started working part-time while I was in school, I then became assistant manager, then I became manager, and the owner of the store really, I'm so grateful to her and, well, to all of the owners, but mostly the, the one I was working with most closely. And she really empowered me. Like, she took me to the conference the first year I was manager, so, I get so much from coming to the conference, just talking to people. Um, for anyone who's here, I'm the girl with the big Canada scarf. So, you know, <laughs> I, I love just showing people where our store is and talking to people and just getting so much energy and, um, you know, life from the conference. I come back so rejuvenated. Um, but yeah, that journey kind of led me to ownership. The owners were looking to sell and it was sort of just a situation where you know, they weren't even considering other people because they just trusted their business with me because they knew I just loved it and was so passionate about it. So I'm so excited to kind of take that next step as an owner. And it's my first conference as an owner. I got the store one month ago. So, Whoa. yeah, it's been, you know, a crazy month. There's been, you know, a few challenges in the bird world, but birds are still migrating and it's still very busy in April. So hit the ground running and um, I love Wild Birds Unlimited. So I'm so glad to officially be a part of the family now. <laughs> yeah, we do too. And I, I appreciate the same thing. Yeah, you know, officially being part of the family, you have been coming to the Enterprise Leadership Conference for years. I feel like you've always been a part of the family. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I love, like, John and Brian give a really good bird walk. So I love going to their bird walk. No pressure tomorrow, huh? <laughs> yeah, That's no, right. It's not supposed to rain or anything. We'll be good. We'll be good. But, you know, even just kind of being part of that and, you know, talking to people just, I don't know, the, the whole time. But I'm really looking forward to this bird walk. You guys, I don't know, you've been talking about a lot of cool birds on the podcast. So better deliver. Oh, no pressure. Now we have to talk about birds, too, yeah. tomorrow? No, I know. And we found one of our seven listeners right here. Yeah. There yeah. You go. So again, for the people Indian listening listener. at home on their podcast, one of the features that we do every year, depending on where we're at in the country doing this Enterprise Leadership Conference, is we, Brian and I, lead, and you've heard us talk about leading bird hikes all the time, we lead a bird hike somewhere along the line within the conference, either at the beginning or at the end. So our bird hike is tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, we're, it's rare because we typically do this at the end of June. Mm -hmm. And so that's not prime migration time. Anyway. Now, here in Indiana, this week is pretty close to being prime migration time. So we're excited that maybe we can show off a few birds that we haven't had a chance to look at in the past uh, you know, hikes that we've done. So we're excited about it. All right, before I move on, I have to ask you again, like what, what was it about bird feeding that gave you the confidence to just jump in feet first? 
like honestly for me, I'm all about sharing love and positivity. So it's just that aspect of sharing, being able to share joy with people by giving them a bird feeder. And I'm sure we all have stories about customers this, these last two years where they've come and just said, you know, bird feeding really saved my life and thank God you guys were open. So, um, you know, you get to deal with that every day when you talk to people and even in my own life, like having birds is just so fulfilling in my backyard. So yeah, it just really aligned, you know, it's, it all was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that, thank you. Thank Very you. cool. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. All right, Evan, who is up next? We have kind of a special one. Now, I remember her from <laughs> my first ELC, actually, which was Grand Rapids. Uh, and this firecracker lady showed up in a cowboy hat and boots and actually had hundreds of little pairs of cowboy boots to put around like Oprah around the entire hall. So everybody had a little bit of Texas to bring home. Uh, she's just a bunch of fun. Cheryl Miller from McKinney. And now, Plano, Texas. Give it up for Bertie. Now, Bertie, you have something called Bertie and the Bird Crew, and I was, I was turning this over my head and picturing, like, cardboard on the ground and a beatbox, you know, somebody doing, like, breakdancing, maybe. What, what, tell me about the Bird Crew. Uh, yeah, so you actually originally said, what is it down? Is it in the water? What's happening? And I think they're going to have to bleep this out, but I think we might have tequila in our water. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, asked, I asked her earlier. I said, everybody loves you. You're so famous for your high energy. I haven't heard a single bad. Is, are you guys spiking the water down in Texas? You know, what, what is going on? Yeah, so we'll bleep that out, but we're pretty sure it's tequila in the water in Texas. But no, we, when I started, um, I have been a Wild Birds customer for years. I fed birds and you notice he didn't introduce me as you're so young <laughs> <laughs> he's still, he's still we're, oversight on my part yeah we're still auditioning for an MC if yes. anybody's interested <laughs> so, so I've been feeding birds for gosh 35 40 years and uh, it, it when I decided to buy the shop I started interviewing and I didn't I didn't want staff I wanted a team so we decided, actually, I decided we would be called the Bird Crew. And that just implies that we are all in this together. So, uh, you know, our stores are all about joy and excitement. And in this crazy world that we're in right now, our shops sometimes are the only place that's happy. And when customers come in, we, as a bird crew, we are smiling. Yeah. And we talk about it every morning before we open, we'll say, Listen, somebody might walk in, and it's the only time they're going to see you in a month. So even if we're having a bad day, when we walk through those doors, there's a smile on our face, and we're so happy to see everyone. So that's kind of the background of the bird crew. Well, I tell you, I know John and I can attest to that. When we were down in Texas, and we popped into that store, holy cow, it was like they didn't know who we were at first, but they didn't care. We were celebrities because we walked in the door. So the yeah. energy in there is just phenomenal. You have created a wonderful team. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I like that, where you're treated like a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> I wish people would do that with us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, our theme is, it's always a beautiful day to feed the birds. And, you know, that's just what we say everywhere. And it's true. No matter what the weather is, no matter what the political climate is, no matter what wars are happening, it's so scary in our world, it really is always a beautiful day to feed the birds. So, 
Yes, indeed. So I imagine you have a lot of really cool customer stories and interactions and people who've gotten into the hobby that you never thought would ever get into the hobby because of the energy and the passion of you and your staff. How about some of those? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to bleep out some of this, but <laughs> my- We've got a really good editor. Yeah. <laughs> but it's my kids. So I have three kids. I have twins that are 31 and a 30 year old. And I've had my shop for five years. When I first started, Oh my goodness, my children, they had a sit down with me that mom, you cannot do this. We, my youngest mom, you and Papa, which is my father, you and Papa are the only people we know that feed the birds. Nobody else. <laughs> no one else in the world feeds the that's birds. That's true. You're, you're going to go <laughs> no, bankrupt. They, they just, mom, you know, and I know their fear was, dear Lord, mom's going to have to come live with us. <laughs> She's going to get rid of all her money. And look. Uh, but, you know, they were just so not happy with it. And, um, and now five years later, this is, this is the craziness. Um, five years later, they're asking for APSs for Christmas. They're called, sending me pictures of birds at their feeders. My son, who would, you would just not believe, had, constantly is sending me or calling me, Mom, I had five blue jays today. That is crazy. <laughs> uh, the, the ultimate is my youngest daughter, Mary Lise, and um, she and her husband went on their honeymoon, and I got a picture from their honeymoon of a bird. <laughs> but that's a huge transition from nobody feeds the birds to they see what a beautiful community we have and yeah. and that right. buffalo. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Bertie. Again, you're just you're just a delight to be around. We appreciate you being part of the podcast. Thanks, Bertie. Thank you, Bertie. All right, where's Miss Kasia and Greg at over here? Okay, we got Kasia and Greg Cole from, this is another one that I am mm, gonna butcher a little bit. Oh, uh, come on, you can, you can get at least one of them, right? Yeah, I'm already embarrassing myself enough. Puyallup and Gig Harbor. There you go. And University Place. This, this business is just growing. Do I hear number four? We got a four, we got a four, anywhere four. I can pull out my text in, we got a little auction going. We got three, we got three, we got a four, I hear four. All right, let me pull up my question here for you, ma'am, which is, uh, wow, actually, you know, we've been talking over the conference, you and I personally, uh, you are something of a Renaissance woman. You do astronomy, photography, you are obviously an entrepreneur, you have a marketing degree, you're a bird feeder, you have a lot of talents and passions. What was it about bird feeding that drew you to make that the forefront of everything that you know how to do? So the funny thing is, so I started feeding when I was probably like 11 or 12, way before there were bird feeding stores that I knew of at least. Um, fast forward a number of years, we won't say how many. <laughs> um, we're married, we're feeding, because I'm feeding the birds on the deck, of course. So he gets you know, brought into this, with whether he wanted to or not. Um, and he's not liking his job anymore all of a sudden. He's like, what do you, what do you want to do? And he's like, there's this crazy bird feeding group. They're kind of cool. But I'm like, oh, I've been there. They're kind of neat. <laughs> so this is how it all got started. So We are both crazy and neat around here, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think the crazy and cool part is very much an aspect. So that's how we kind of got started. And he's the one that actually opened the first store while I, I was paying the bills, you know, staying in the corporate world. But that's how we got started. That was very kind of you, Greg. <laughs> 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 Support her passion. Support. It, it, paid, it yeah. paid off. Yes, it, it paid, paid off. So that, so here we are. You know, now ten years later, we've got three stores, and 
that's just, we just love doing it. It's not, to David's point, it's not a job. It's, it's fun, you know, we've got customers that are so happy to come into the store. They're so ecstatic to share, ooh, look what I had in my yard, oh my gosh, this was so cool. The customer who took five years of trying to get a Bullock's Oriole into the yard and then came in like, oh my gosh, I got one. Yeah. And five years later. So it's just, it's been fun and cool and it's not boring. I don't hate going to work. <laughs> That's you a know, good thing, yeah, right? It's, you know, it's minor details. You know, Casey, you're talking about these customers getting super excited. They're bringing in the pictures. You said you started feeding about 11 years old? Yeah. You still send me pictures from your backyard. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I do. And I go, hey, look how cool this is. You yeah. don't have this. <laughs> and I think that's wonderful. So I'm curious, you know, you started so long ago feeding the birds, and now you own three backyard bird feeding stores. Yeah. You're touching so many lives. So what if you hadn't started feeding the birds? Where do you think you'd be now? On uh, a street corner? <laughs> 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 I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. So I love animals. I love nature. We love being out in nature. We love doing photography now in, with nature. My other passion is still horses, but that's a little bit more expensive. Um, <laughs> just a wee bit more expensive, but this is kind of like the epitome in a lot of cases. We love it. So... How about you, Greg? Did it feel like you kind of married Radagast the Brown over here, nature person, or were you, were you kind of like in over your head, do you feel like, and then like now you get it, or, you know, what, tell me about your little birding journey. Well, honestly, the part she didn't say is um, I was wanting to own a, or open a pinball store of some kind. Boo. <laughs> I, I was enjoying refurbishing pinball machines. How can I they're, turn they're this into a fun. business? <laughs> so we wrote out a business plan, and I had this all figured out. We, we were going to open a pinball store. So let, let me also point out, I, the good wife, did not just flat out say no. I said, why don't you write a business plan? Like, get back to me with that. <laughs> it didn't pan out. I can see a row of bird-related pinball machines in the back of your stores mm -hmm. now. Ooh, now we're talking, yeah, combined hobbies. Blend combined the two hobbies. hobbies. It's a new product line. Yeah. All right, well, thank you guys so much for being part of the podcast, for, for yeah, laying it out for our listeners and for everybody here. Yeah, thank you. Carol? Carol. <laughs> You're fine right there. You're fine right there. I'm just going to pull up a chair here next to you. Next we have Miss Carol. Carol is from Sherville, Indiana. Yay! <laughs> I know. Any Hoosiers in here want to give us a little more life here? So, Carol, you know, this is something that a lot of people just start as a hobby. You throw out some bird seed, and then you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll buy one house, and then maybe buy another feeder, and then, you know, you keep going. So what made you go from a hobby to your entire livelihood being, you know, around this hobby? So um, my, my bird feeding started actually with my brother. He got me started when I was probably six, seven years old. Got me a bird book. We camped a lot as kids. And I'd write down in my little bird book, old golden book, I still have it. And um, Oh, the old golden guide. Yeah, yeah golden guide. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> write down where we John, were. John, you remember that? Didn't was. they publish that way back when you were young? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't still use that book. I've got a nice Sibley, but... There you go. Um, 
so uh, he's the one that got me started. And um, in, in my career before Wild Birds, I was in big box retail. And um, my husband and I both are in that. And we're like, we are really tired of this big box world. Um, what else could we do? Can we open a, our own business? So we started looking into different franchises and we wanted to come into a company that would give us something similar to what we came from with Big Box not starting from the ground up. You know, we have this innovation and we've got all this stuff going on. So it would not be such a hard transition. And I found Wild Birds. I had shopped at the one in Valpo, Valparaiso, Indiana. Yep. And um, boom, there they pop up. And I'm like, I had no idea they were a franchise. So I started digging around and filling out stuff online. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love feeding the birds. I love retail. This is like a no-brainer for us. So here we are, six and a half years later, um, doing very well, thinking about possibly a second store, and it just it was it just made sense um, because there's nothing like like Dave said. It's it, there's nothing like it's not a job. You're not coming in and oh my gosh, what do I have to do today? Now we all have our stresses in our businesses, but but when you have that person come in and you can do that great connection of them with nature and the birds and solve a problem for them or get mm -hmm. them started into something that there is brand new to them and they walk out that door and you're like, they'll be back. I know they will. <clears throat> we're just so, you know, appreciative of what you're able to provide them. Um, I think that it's just the perfect mix between um, the, the love of, of what I love to do, which was feeding the birds, and, and my love for the business and customer interaction and being able to um, help pull so many people into that and affect their lives, really, really. You know, you, the common theme, everybody loves it, it's not a job, yeah. it's, you know, and you think about it, you know, the people coming into our stores, they love feeding the birds. The joy they get, you know, we all do it. You know, you walk by the window and you take a glance out the feeders and go, oh my gosh. You, know, the you say that on the podcast all the time. I know. The joy that it brings you is just, and so, yes. i.e., we have the best customers in the world. And mm -hmm. how much fun is it to work with people that come into your store with a smile on their face and leave with an even bigger smile because they've had a good time in your store and learned something about birds. Yeah, they, yeah. I, I agree. And I think what I've noticed is, you know, when we talk about uh, the demographics of what's coming into our store, and we heard a lot about that with um, Margaret and, and Kim, um, the young people that are really getting into the hobby. Yeah. And it's just, it just warms my heart to see that, that millennial group really getting into what I didn't think, you know, you're, oh yeah, I'm not gonna see a bunch of young people here. And it's like, oh my gosh, the, the amount of people that we do see that come in and they're, they're really into it. And, it, it, that's, how exciting is that? Brian and I were just last week up at a big birding festival up in, in uh, South Shore of Lake Erie in Ohio. And how many of the youngsters that are running around, yeah. and even the bird guides, they do a lot of field trips and stuff, and a lot of bird guides, they all wear a, a yellow cap, so you know immediately who the bird guides are. 
And so many of them just look like, yeah, I'm getting to that point where everybody looks young. But, you know, <laughs> but the bottom line you. is they're all these young, you know, enthusiastic, passionate, and they're just running around seeing birds and showing people birds. And how cool is that? It is. It is. It is cool. Yeah. It's, it, it just, I, I, I hope that it continues. You know, I, I see a lot of people come in with their kids, too. So um, I'm hoping that that transitions into their lives and what they're going to continue to work to bring people closer to nature and and that passion of the of these beautiful animals that we have that yeah. come in and out every every day yeah so. well, i think that says so much about the system that you know you didn't come from like the finance world or so you were already in retail and then you jumped to a better retail and it, like i think it speaks to the spirit of the company that you can it's, it's kind of the same, but it's completely different. And, and I love that you recognize that. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Carol. Hi, Tim, 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 Tim. So next up we have, yes, Tim, Tim and Lisa Thornton. You are from Sherville, Indiana. I don't know why I mistyped my own state, but I did. He's actually uh, actually from Concord, he, North Carolina. He moved from Indiana to North Carolina. <laughs> probably a, a miscopy and paste is what that was. So uh, this is why I'm an editor and why we can get this part out of the podcast. So, <laughs> uh, you know, bird feeding can have kind of a positive impact on people's lives. We've kind of heard a couple stories, even though we, we didn't intend to go down that route yet. We have been because that's just what bird feeding does for people. Um, but we kind of wanted to hear from you if you had any like specific stories or anecdotes to kind of, you know, reflect that to our audience, how, how much of a positive impact this hobby can have on somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, everyone talks about the joy that uh, Wild Birds Unlimited brings to people, but, you know, one of the things that really has uh, brought me joy was to be able to provide services for people that have the that don't have the ability to do it. For example, we have a lot of customers that come in our store that just don't have the strength to install an, uh, a pole system or anything like that. So this day, uh, you know, we we started feederscaping at our store, and feederscaping, um, you know, is it. it not, not everybody needs it. But we started uh, um, about a year and a half ago, and it's doing very well for us. But you know, this particular story was uh, for a lady that just walked in with a, uh, she had a walker, and her mobility was uh, not so good. Her name was Stella. And uh, as we started learning about um, what she wanted to do, um, it turned into a feederscaping job because she just did not have the strength or the mobility. So I get and gather up and we schedule a time and we come to her yard. Well, you know, you, you sell that bird feeder or that birdhouse to the individual, but then to actually take it to their yard and know what you're bringing them. And, and in the case of with Stella, she wanted us to put everything in an area that where she was sitting that she could see, okay? So one of the things was a, a, a bird feeder and, uh, and a bird bath. And, you know, because she knew her mobility was starting to uh, become a real problem, sitting for her was important and, and wanting to be able to see and not have to move. So everything that I set up, she sat and we looked and she sat and we looked and I said, okay, is this a good position for you? And so that really was that, very good. And she said, 
okay, Tim, now we're going to walk out to the backyard. And very carefully, she walked with her walker, had some rollers on it, and we walked into a wooded area. And, and I thought, well, this is not, how is she going to, because of roots in the, in the ground. And so she sets her uh, walker to the side. She says, this is the place where I really get mo mobile. Um, and how I do it is I grab the trees. I created this trail where I grab these trees. So she is walking through the woods and she's grabbing these trees and she gets this spot where a playhouse of her daughter's was, and her daughters are in their 20s and 30s, married and moved out. And she says, you see right here, Tim? I said, yeah. She says, there's no trees here. I can't move and continue on the trail. She says, I want you to put the nest box right here and I want to be able to grab that and be able to move to the next position. And once I installed it, she could complete that entire trail wow. uh, with that nest box. So birding is one thing, mobility is a whole another thing. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And to be able for her to be able to get through the woods with MS and without her walker, it just brought her so much joy and it brought me so much joy. Yeah. So, that's, that's um, you don't, just amazing. don't know what you are selling until you actually get to go out and install it mm -hmm. and see what it brings to somebody. So yeah, it you really know, is. Yeah. It, it's interesting. That's not an uncommon story where that type of scenario where, where somebody has a feederscaping you know, request to help somebody that maybe has limited mobility or Actually, when we first developed that program a couple of years ago, we tested it in the market. We had about 10 different store owners who tested it for us and kind of knew we were on the right track because I was, I was collecting testimonials from owners of how they were doing, how the, how the uh, customer you know, was reacting and liking the service and, and that type of thing. And I knew we were on the right track because almost immediately we got a couple of stories very similar to yours, Tim, where somebody had needed help because they just couldn't do it anymore. Right. And so they were having somebody come out and we had the most heart-wrenching was somebody was, was entering home hospice yeah. and they knew what was happening. And they called up and had a feederscaping, had one of our store owners come out and do a feederscaping so that they could set up a feeding area outside their window where their bed was going to be. Yeah. So they could sit there and watch the birds during this, this you know, period of their life. And man, if that doesn't touch your heart and understand the power of this hobby and the joy, and and you know, and the mm -hmm. distraction that birds bring to people, uh, it's it, it. I don't know what will. Uh, yeah. That just again, I knew we were on the right track with feederscaping. Again, for our listeners at home, feederscaping is a service that you can have at many of our uh, Wild Birds Unlimited store, where you can call up and have them come out to your home. They'll evaluate your backyard. They'll look at what you're going on with your feeders if you have some. If you don't have any feeders they'll make a complete recommendation on how you can set up a bird feeding station in your backyard and get it going or improve on the one that you already have. So they'll do water, you know, do different bird baths and things like that too. So yeah. bird houses, as you mentioned, Tim. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. I mean, she, she had, um, you could tell that, uh, you know, she had no bird feeding experience, uh, no nest box experience, but she wanted this joy. What she knew was, becoming to a point where her mobility was going to be uh, almost non-existent, that she wanted to be able to have the, something to watch and see. So just like that, you know, as you said, John, it just, that brings joy to me yeah. and joy 
to them as well as that goes on, so. Yeah, yeah, and I love that it, it that when you talk about bird feeding, I'm still pretty new to this all, but like, you know, we've talked about kids, very, very young, a couple years old, all the way up until, yeah, all the way to the end of life, and I, I love that this hobby does that. It can touch your life wherever you are on the spectrum. Did you know that Wild Birds Unlimited has more than 350 stores across North America? If you're enjoying this podcast, you might also enjoy becoming a Wild Birds Unlimited franchise store owner. To learn about the business opportunity, visit wbu.com franchise. It is everyone's favorite time. It is time to wrap <laughs> up. Well, and again, I would like to thank everybody in the room today, our, our owners, and, and hopefully if the folks listening to the podcast haven't figured it out by now, we have a great, great bunch of owners and staff that work in our stores, and they love their customers, and they love to see you in their stores. So thank you, everybody, very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you to our audience. And... Thank you so much to those who volunteered to speak. We really appreciate it. Uh, it was wonderful to hear all these great stories. And on behalf of Wild Birds Unlimited, I thank our listeners for tuning in, uh, all these wonderful store owner stories. And instead of just rating and reviewing us, please go to your local Wild Birds Unlimited store. Go talk to those folks. They really are there to help you get and either started with bird feeding or take it to that next level, because you can hear it the passion and the excitement that they have. They want to help you. Absolutely. So until next time, we're going to talk about a note about birdsong. Looking forward to that one. But until then, Brian and I are going to continue to let nature be our guide. So please be safe, take care, and keep those bird feeders clean. Thanks for joining us, everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, for show notes, or to find the Wild Birds Unlimited store nearest you, visit wbu.com slash podcast. And we'd really appreciate you telling your friends about Nature Centered. Until next time, be sure to find a moment every day just to relax and enjoy the birds.